This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. 7,000 tons is to be delivered in the current marketing year and the rest during the next. The USDA is scheduled to release its next supply and demand estimates on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central. The report will have the department's first hard estimates for the 2021-22 crop year. Rounding off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are stronger on Friday morning. The July soybean contract is up a dime at 15.79 and a half per bushel. July soy oil is up 1.86 cents at 66.21. U.S. cents per pound. July soy meal is down 80 cents at 426.50 per hundredweight. Corn futures are higher on Friday morning, with the July contract up 3 cents at 7.22 per bushel. Chicago oats are slightly lower, with the July contract down 2 cents at 7.14. Wheat futures are higher on Friday. Chicago July is up 2 cents at 7.55. Kansas City July is up 3.5 cents at 7.30. And Minneapolis July is up six cents at seven ninety six. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, May seventh. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. Spring is here, and so are the savings during New Holland's Spring Drive Sales Event. Going on now at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. It's a great time to get the New Holland equipment you need for a new season and work more productively than ever. Limited time, 0% financing, and cashback offers are available now on select New Holland tractors and hay and forage equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today, because just like spring, Spring Drive Savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to a very special edition of the show. Today we will be speaking with the candidates vying for election to City Council in the Fort St. John by-election coming up just a little more than a week from today. We'll be chatting with them one by one for about four to five minutes each about some of the more interesting items in their platforms that they'd see to, uh, like to see come to fruition should they win the election on May 15th. Now, we did invite John Gosselin. Unfortunately, he was unable to get away uh, from his work commitments in order to join us, so uh, we have uh, regards from him uh, for that. But we do have all the other four candidates, and we will be talking to them in order that they, or rather in the order that they appear on the ballot. So first up, we're joined by Sarah McDougall. Sarah, welcome to Moose Talks. Hi, thanks for having us today. You're very welcome. So you talked about attracting more people uh, to town to fill industry employee shortages, especially in healthcare. I think it's in your platform. You talked about it uh, during the All Candidates Forum earlier this week. I was wondering what role specifically you would advocate for the city to play in attracting uh, talent to Fort St. John from places like post-secondary healthcare programs. What do you envision for that? How do you see that happening? 
Well, I see the city playing multiple roles. So for example, we need to be marketing our community to those who would find it attractive. Um, so people who value that small town living, uh, the vibrant lifestyle, the active community that we have here. We also need to be lobbying schools. Um, wouldn't it be great if we can get educational institutions to offer seats that are specifically for rural residents? We know that rural residents are more likely to go and stay in a rural community long time. We also need to continue lobbying Northern Health, um, whether that is to bring more positions in general to our community or just to um, have them be supportive of the retention of their employees as well. And then just continue to build a community that people want to stay in. When we have that vibrant downtown and when people integrate into, those, into our community, I believe they are going to want to stay just like I did. Okay. Uh, you mentioned kind of marketing ourselves. Uh, that sounds like an awful lot like an advertising campaign would be part of that. Would you be in support of the city putting a lot of money into advertising in order to attract, as you said, talent? I think they need to put some money into it, yes, but it should be a partnership. Um, certainly Northern Health has just as much interest in drawing people up here as we do. And so I see it as a partnership with them. Okay, so that's something you'd want to work more on with the city, kind of the partnership between Northern Health and, and the city to say, this is mutually beneficial for us to do this. Absolutely. Okay. Now, my second thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, engaging local students. Uh, that's certainly an interesting idea. I think some of that goes on right now. I can't say for sure how much, but... Do you think then you would be pressing Northern Health and again, the city and the city council to do more self-promotion even just within the city? Say kids in the high school saying nursing, healthcare professionals, doctors, these sort of jobs are important. They're interesting. They're great careers. And we want you to come back here after you've received your training in order to have a career here. Yes, we absolutely, um, whether it is the city or Northern Health or, again, a partnership of both, be getting into the high schools and giving that message to the students there. A career in healthcare is an amazing career. You get to serve the public and the residents around you, but you also get the benefit of a work-life balance where you go to work, but you have evenings, maybe weekends off, depending on, of course, what type of career, but maybe you're a nurse doing shift work. Um, it's a stable career. There is always going to be a need for health care. And I think we can sell this to our local students. And once we get in and do that, I think we'll see more people going in that stream of education. Do you think the problem uh, with Northern Health might be sometimes a lack of budget? So uh, kind of a, you know, more of a provincial problem that you could advocate for as a member of city council or is it as you say you you just want to work on getting the city to be more attractive for people to come here to want to live and work here I think it's both. You can never address a problem with one single approach. You need to do multiple approaches to be successful. Um, so yes, funding is always an issue in healthcare because acute care takes up a large portion of the dollar. And you can't say, oh no, we're not going to treat you know, the car crash victims that come to the hospital. They are absolute priority. But we still need dollars put into whether it's public health or promotion. Long term, when you have stable employees in the healthcare sector, you actually save dollars because when you bring new employees in year after year, the time and the cost associated with training those staff is astronomical. And so it is a cost saving long term to invest in your employees.
Okay. Uh, one last thing, Sarah. You mentioned rural students, attracting them, because uh, you say they're more likely to stay in a rural setting when they want to begin and, and work through their careers. What does that look like exactly? Is it, again, advertising to rural schools? Is it, is it just working harder to say, hey, you guys from rural communities should be going to school. Maybe there's some money invested in by the city or what have you, and, and trying to keep them here. What, what does that look like exactly? Um, again, it, it looks like multiple different things. So speaking to those students, getting them excited and engaged, and then potentially offering them scholarships. I would love to see monies going towards students to get into school. And then perhaps they sign a contract. You know, here's the amount of dollars you can get, and you would commit to coming back for a certain number of years. We know that once someone stays in a career for a certain number of years, they are more likely to stay in the community that they're serving. So um, if, if we can get that commitment out of them, then again, it's dollars saved in the long run for us. All right, Sarah. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right, that's Sarah McDougall running for City Council here in Fort St. John. Up next here, we're going to be chatting with the next person who appears on the ballot you will see at the voting boxes, both on next Wednesday and next Saturday. Jim LaQueer. Jim, thank you for joining us on Moose Talks. Thanks, Trey, for having us this morning. You're very welcome. Uh, so I want to go back to something uh, you also said during the uh, All Candidates Forum. You talked about municipal elections being more important even than provincial elections or federal elections because it affects residents in their day-to-day life. You acknowledged that Fort St. John has a young population and the general consensus is younger people seem to vote far less than their older counterparts. So how do you propose city council, city councillors, the city in general, get more people engaged in the democratic process? What's your plan for that? Well, that's a good question, Trey, and it's a, tre- a question that's been going on for ages and years, uh, getting uh, you know the citizens and families out to vote. Um, just an example, like uh, letting our viewers know that back in 2017, our last by-election, there was uh, approximately uh, 15,000 eligible voters, and out of the 15,000, only 7.3% voted. That's just a little over 1,000. And, you know, in our last general election we had uh, in 2018, we had uh, a little over 14,000 eligible votes, and uh, just a little over 2,000 came out, which was around 20%. Um, you know, we just have to keep getting the message out uh, to the younger population uh, that uh, voting in your civic election is the most important election there is. Um, if you look at the feds, you know, they may raise your, uh, your income tax, so you pay more income tax throughout the year. Uh, and the provincial government, they may raise your automobile insurance, which affects you throughout the year. But your actual civic election... Uh, you know, it, uh, it affects your family's quality of life daily, weekly, and monthly. So uh, all those decisions that uh, happen at Fort St. John, they're made around the, count- the council table by the councillors and mayor. So we just have to keep getting the word out there to uh, the families and citizens to vote. You know, well, now with that said, uh, we had our first vote on May the 5th, our first uh, advanced voting. And, uh, you know, uh, back in 2017... There was uh, 116 uh, people that voted, and this time around, we blew those numbers right out of the water with uh, 241. So the message is getting out, Trey. 
Yeah, absolutely. It certainly looks like it so far. Do you would you support maybe then city council being more publicly visible visible in the community at times, especially say for example, in the high school when kids are just about to be arriving at that uh, their first opportunity to vote, you know, in a civic election or whatnot because they'll be coming of age. Is that something you'd support and, and and maybe push for to say, hey, we need to be out in the community more, especially in schools, saying this is the voting process. Here's why it's important. You know, uh, I'll answer your questions, essentially. Yeah, no, great idea, Trey. Uh, uh, Being a substitute teacher in school district 60 in the middle schools and the high schools, uh, I I see, uh, you know, various forms coming into the the school uh, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. uh, You know, like the BC Lions, for instance, you know, they come into the city talking about various programs they're involved with. And, uh, the city councillors, that's a great idea because I know throughout the year uh, they actually have a program where you can vote federally and provincially in the schools, you know, uh, to see if the Liberals or the NDP or the Green Party is going to win. So, yeah, you know, that's something that uh, I think that should be looked into and maybe adapted uh, to the council and mayor. Good okay. idea. I want to switch gears now, uh, Jim. Uh, You also talked about redeveloping downtown with more mixed-use options, so businesses on the bottom floors, for example, uh, or rather would be on the bottom floors with maybe office space in the middle and or residential areas on top. I don't believe we have much of that at the moment in Fort St. John, if anything really at all exactly like that, especially in the downtown area. So it's a quite an ambitious uh, idea from you. What do you think council would do or what would you envisioning council would be doing to encourage that sort of development to happen? Would it be incentives or would it just be kind of encouraging it? Well, yeah, another good question. And, you know, I've talked to uh, quite a few of the councillors and even the mayor, you know, and they're all for downtown core development and revitalization. Um, you know, and one of the reasons that uh, we haven't, uh, say, that big vacant lot across the street from Whole Wheat and Honey downtown, uh, we couldn't build on that even if we wanted to right now. Uh, reason being is the infrastructure under the ground. Uh, the actual water pipes, uh, they couldn't handle the water pressure uh, that's needed for sprinkler systems mm-hmm. in those big buildings that we want to put there. So until we replace the infrastructure under 100 Street, we can't build there anyways. Uh, but yes, I would definitely like to see businesses on the bottom floor, a restaurant, shops, a deli. In the middle floors, I would like to see some office buildings. And on the top floors, I would like to see some suites and condos. You know, there's the old saying, Trey, uh, you know, uh, if we can't bring the downtown core to the people, bring the people to the downtown core. And when we do sell those lots uh, to our partners, you know, we can start giving them some tax incentives and some uh, infrastructure hookup incentives. And I think it's going to be a win-win because a lot of the uh, local contractors are going to be building on those sites as well as the building materials is going to be bought in town. And then once they're built, they have to be, uh, you know, uh, stocked with employees, employers. So it's a win-win for the town all the way around. All right, Jim, well, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome, Troy. Have a good day. Absolutely. That's Jim LeQuire running for city council in the municipal by-election. All right, we're going to take our commercial break here, but when we get back, we'll be speaking with Tristan Jones and Thomas Witten. That coming up next on Moose Talks.
What does the future of our climate look like? Does your class have the answers? Register your team for the Northern Youth Climate Summit May 20th and 21st. NICS will challenge youth to build a climate action plan for their school or community, and they won't be alone. They'll have help from some of the world's top climate scientists, energy industry leaders, leadership mentors, biologists, and more. Take on the biggest challenge facing our communities and our world. Register your team for NICS today at NEAT.ca. Admission is free. Open to students in grade 9 through 12. The Northern Youth Climate Summit. Hashtag climb the summit. Big money, big money. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is on Tuesday, May 11th at 7 p.m. On the blue card, you could win up to $600 with any one line, $900 with two lines, $1,500 with the large square, and a blackout jackpot of $2,000. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at Fiweed Market, Gateway SO, Taylor Inn Liquor Store, and at neat.ca. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza, Tuesday, May 11th at 7 p.m. BC Gaming Event License Number 126599. Know your limit, play within it. 19 plus. Please note that bingo is only available on Facebook at Moose FM and at Energetic City. Your vehicle has worked really hard for you. From helping you take the kids to school to you showing it off to your friends. It definitely deserves a break with Moose FM's Dirtiest Vehicle, fueled by Murray GM. Enter now at moosefm.ca and you could win a free detailing package from Murray GM in Fort St. John. We will pick a new winner at the end of each month. Moose FM's Dirtiest Vehicle is fueled by Murray GM. Over the past two decades, Arctech Welding and Machining has evolved from welding and machining to Northern BC's go-to for custom steel and fabrication services, no matter the project, big or small. We offer structural steel fabrication with our 8-axis Vortman beamline, a computerized plasma torch, accommodating plates up to 8 by 24 feet. Our fleet of portable welding trucks come to you. Plus, we offer repairs, sandblasting, painting, and more. Check out our latest projects and start planning yours at arctech-welding.com. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. It's our Fort St. John by-election special. We're speaking with all the candidates uh, for the election, save for John Gosselin, who had to send his regards. He was unable to get out of work commitments to join us today. Now we'll be speaking with candidate for the municipal by-election, Tristan Jones. Tristan, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, again, during the uh, Fort St. John uh, All Candidates Forum that was held earlier this week, you talked about the importance of diverse voices represented in arenas of political power, most specifically like Fort St. John City Council. I wanted to you to elaborate a bit more on what role you think City Council would play in, in courting more diverse voices to run for council and even what tools you could see them uh, and, and prospectively yourself sort of employing to make that happen, to see an improvement in that. I think one of the most important things is for uh, uh, people of, of color in various marginalized groups to be able to see someone in, in positions of power that they can identify with and see themselves in. Uh, as someone who grew up in the region as a minority, I think it's very important for for other kids that grow up to be able to see someone in a position um, of power that and that that is a goal that is easily attainable for them. Uh, Fort St. John has almost 
I think that I, I believe there's only ever been one counselor of color in, in Fort St. John's long history. And so I think it's very important that uh, in, in, the, in a changing world and with the demographic shift uh, occurring, that people of color are in places of power to provide that diverse voice. Do you think, Tristan, it's a matter, I mean, that's a very important part of it, but it's, it's, there's a part of it where I think perhaps that there, there hasn't been that many people who think it's, it's good for them to run, for example. So would you, would you support legislation of some kind, perhaps, or, or outreach, more outreach by current city councils, future city councils that, you know, feature more people of diverse backgrounds, getting out and saying, we want to make it easier for you to run uh, than it has been previously. I think so. And I think just the fact uh, publicizing how easy it is to become a candidate uh, is very important. Uh, the number of electors in Fort St. John required for the nomination is only two. And so I think showing how easily accessible it is to be put into these positions uh, is very important. I also think uh, perhaps getting in uh, into the schools would be very, very important as well so that we can inspire our young people uh, to, to step up to the plate and uh, perhaps get interested in this process. Uh, as, 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 the, um, uh, as, as I said before, our demographics are shifting and you're going to see more and more people of, uh, with, with young families and their kids are going to grow up and, um, and they're going to be, want to be interested in these kinds of things. And I think reaching those people specifically, those young people, is so very important. I also wanted to ask you about this. You know, you're a Fort St. Johner, you are and have been for a long time, but you haven't physically been in town recently. You've been studying, you've been working, and that sort of thing. So I wanted to ask you to sort of tell voters, uh, people prospectively voting, what about your unique situation in that you're running for city council for a city you're not physically in at the moment? What what about that situation, that uniqueness, is a benefit to voters? What about your experience being in other places at the moment and recently is, is good for voters here in Fort St. John and would, want, would make people want to have you on their council? So I recognize that I haven't been in town for since July of last year. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is uh, when I was in town, uh, the mo more publicized um, incidents of racism that I experienced made it so that I really didn't feel safe and accepted in town. And as I was uh, looking for employment after losing my job, uh, I decided to take a job here at St. Paul's in Vancouver to help provide care however I could. Now, I understand that I, I'm not in town right now, and I know what I'm asking is for people to take a leap of faith on me, but it's, it's in knowing that I'm someone who, who goes where they are needed. I, I try to, to do the best that I can, and I just want to help. And, and that's what I'm asking, is for people to take that leap of faith and have a little bit of hope that there is someone out there that is wanting to help and provide that voice. All right, Tristan, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. That's Tristan Jones, uh, your candidate for uh, Fort St. John City Council in the by-election. Now, last but not least, we're joined now by our final candidate, Thomas Witten. Thomas, welcome to Moose Talks. Thank you so much, 
Trey, or, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so, Thomas, I wanted to talk again about uh, something you said during the All Candidates meeting. Uh, actually, on a couple occasions, you mentioned red tape specifically and uh, adding incentives to attract investment, uh, investment, pardon me, to stimulate redevelopment in Fort St. John. I wanted you to elaborate a bit more on sort of what, what red tape you're referring to specifically. Is there specific things you see as being huge obstacles for investors and developers to get into town and want to make things like revitalization downtown happen? So I think the first thing that the city needs to do is go out and find those investors. We need to be involved in having those conversations on the ground level. We need to be discussing, we need to be promoting, we need to be developing with them. We need to show them that we are open for business and we are ready to get out there and we're ready to incentivize them to come in. Cutting the red tape, I'll go into that one. The red tape that I see is a lot of gray areas in a lot of our bylaws and infrastructure projects where we're not either open to available changes to going with the flow on what everybody or what the investors want to do. I think we need to be flexible. We need to be open to discussion while still respecting the voters. So cutting the red tape would be setting ground rules and then going from there. So you would support, make sure they're clear. I'm sorry for interrupting you there, Thomas. So you would support uh, essentially kind of overhauling a lot of the bylaws that surround perhaps even kind of what development can happen, where, what it looks like, kind of being flexible on it. As you say, you you would look to have a, a conversation about that, certainly uh, if you were elected to city council. Absolutely. So my role, what I do as a job right now is digitization and process management. I think that we really need to seriously take a look at the processes that it takes to get to finished and readdress how can we do these better? How can we get stuff happening a lot faster than what we are doing right now? And that's how we're going to save money for the city of Fort St. John. It's not necessarily that we need to cut costs in people, but we need to be able to do more with less. Okay. Now, I, I look back at and some areas of Fort St. John, for example, don't have sidewalks because uh, previous administrations way, way back, uh, we're just so happy to have investment in this town. They said, fine, build an area without sidewalks. Uh, are you, I'm guessing you're probably not in favor of throwing the baby out with a bathwater in that term, in that you don't want just anything to happen. You just want to clean up the process a bit. Absolutely. We don't, we don't need to let down our families. And that's, you know, I have seen that. Me and my family walk on three to four times a week. Um, and there's a lot of areas where there's no sidewalks. And with my four-year-old son, that's a lot more difficult when he's trying to ride his bike and he still can't ride across the grass. So we need those sidewalks. We need to make sure that families are taken care of, especially in our urban areas. Actually, one thing that came up today was uh, bike locks, um, places to lock up your bikes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Keep the people, whether it's downtown, keep them in your parks, keep the allow them to go there on their bikes safely. I think that's a great idea. I'm all about families, 100%. Cutting red tape is just an aspect of getting it finished. Okay, Thomas. Uh, switching uh, gears a little bit here, you also mentioned encouraging more amen amenities Pardon me, to cater to a wider array of interests as a way to attract investors and people and families to town. How would you advocate for the city to do that exactly in your role as a pr prospective city councillor? 
So the city needs to start working with the Peace River Regional District, and we need to work on plans that in, that include everybody in the PRRD. We need to be a working organism. We have two levels of government locally. We can impact the city, but any of those amenities that we put in place also have an impact on the Peace River Regional District and bring people in. The things that I would love to see is aspects like the multiplex. As we get the, as the pool nears its end of its life, we need to work together to build a plan that includes all families. Look, I came from a larger city originally, and you know I saw the impact that climbing walls can have. Even Chetwins seen the impacts that they can have. Climbing walls, tennis courts indoors, things that people do in the summer here, but can't do it for the other eight months of the year because it's too cold. I think that those are really important. We need to look outside of the regular box and see what people are wanting to do these days. All right, Thomas, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you as well for uh, being on Moose Talks today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. You're very welcome. All right, that's Thomas Witten, your candidate for the Fort St. John Municipal by-election. We'll be right back to wrap things up on Moose Talks right after this. The Washers, nine ninety nine at the guys in orange, and at the guys in blue, at the guys in red, and it's nine ninety nine at City Furniture. Everyone has a price guarantee, but at City Furniture, you get the same low prices as the box store, plus the superior service of a local independent. And in the rare case there's a problem with the product, you don't deal with someone hiding behind a 1-800 number. You have real people here who can help. See why the City Furniture model has succeeded for 40 years and continues to grow. At the Hairbin, Mother's Day isn't just one day. They're celebrating mothers, grandmothers, mama bears, and nanas all month long. Stop by the Hairbin and get the gift of pampering this Mother's Day with one of their amazing spa packages, including the Moment for Yourself, the Body and Soul, and the Daydreamer. Gift cards also available. Happy Mother's Day from the Hairbin Beauty, Barber, and Spa. People's Choice Best Salon, Spa, and Estheticians again for 2020. Follow on Facebook or visit hairbin.com. If you're looking for hassle-free Internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests again today, Sarah McDougall, Jim LeQueer, Tristan Jones, and Thomas Witten. And our regrets coming from John Goslin, who was unable to join us. They, of course, all uh, candidates for the Fort St. John by-election vying for the seat left open by the retiring Becky Grimsrud. For more information about each candidate and clips of their answers and discussion from the All Candidates Forum and later uh, from this show, you can check out energeticcity.ca slash election. There's still two opportunities to vote in this election. Advanced voting goes again on Wednesday, May 12th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. over at the Pomeroy Sports Center. And general voting day is Saturday, May 15th, again from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. also at the Pomeroy Sports Center. That does it for this episode. Moose Talks is produced by Adam Rayburn and Trey Lopashinsky. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Movie in the Parking Lot is back for the summer. Join us each month for a family-friendly drive-in. This month's movie, presented by Fort City Chrysler and CN Rail, is Mrs. Doubtfire. Watch Robin Williams dress up as a female housekeeper to spend more time with his kids. Saturday, May 15th. 
Hello. Mrs. Hillard, I presume? Yes. I'm Miranda Hillard. Euphigenia Doubtfire. Oh, yes. Won't you please come in? Thank you, dear. The event is free to attend thanks to our sponsors, but it is first come, first served. The first 50 vehicles will be allowed to watch the movie at either 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. Get more details at moosefm.ca. Movie in a parking lot, May 15th at the North Peace Arena, presented by Fort City Chrysler and CN Rail, is sponsored by Burger King, the YMCA of Northern BC, Apex Valve Services, and Moose FM. This is Moose Country. think I'm on the lake boss thinks I've been sick for days and mama's probably on her way cause I ain't picked up the phone I've been a million places but they're all up in my head over drinking over thinking ever since you left I've been gone I've been gone I've been sitting on the couch watching TV
Jackson every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and then Sunday at 4 p.m. as we'll take you back to the ranch with Hugh McLennan, Spirit of the West. Brought to you by 8 Seconds Western Wear. Classic Cowboy Country. Only on Moose FM. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.